Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Rethink Life Church Online. I'm so glad that you joined us today. Today, I'm going to be talking about the subject, how to make waves with your life. You know, I love the summer. When I was growing up, my family, we used to take trips to the ocean. We lived in Oklahoma, so we would travel down to Mexico, go to the ocean there. And then my grandmother lived on a lake in Missouri. And I loved when I got to spend the week with my grandmother. One of the most favorite memories I have is with my family. My mom would always make us matching clothes when we would travel. In fact, I have a picture for you. This one we call our family of jams. I don't know if you remember jams, but my mom made us all matching jams and we just stood out. We definitely made an impact when we were driving. Uh, when we would stop at a gas station, people would be staring at us. We were really standing out when we would travel. Well, that's what I'm talking about today, making waves with our lives. How do we stand out? How do we truly make an impact? You know, I love the memory also of traveling to my grandmother's and being there on the lake and throwing rocks as far as I could into the lake and watching the ripple effect of the waves go across that beautiful lake that was still, but when I threw the rock, the waves began to occur. That's the kind of life that we wanna have, a life that truly makes an impact, a ripple effect to those around us. And what are the waves we're making with our life? And how can we truly make a life that is impactful and that makes waves for eternity as we live here for the time that God has given us here on earth? Well, today I wanna to talk to you about three people that are kind of unassuming in the Bible. In fact, it's in the book of Exodus, and this whole book is about this miracle-working man, and his name is Moses, this like giant of the faith, Moses, who led the people of Israel out of slavery into freedom. And there are three people that I want to talk to you about that we find in chapter two of Exodus that are kind of hidden in the book but they made great waves with their life. In fact, Moses could not have been the man of faith that he was if it were not for them. So let's pick up the, the story in Exodus 1, It says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people, Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Exodus 2 is where this whole story begins. About this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that his, he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Remember, Pharaoh had said that all the baby boys should die, so she kept him hidden. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and a waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She, she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance, watching to see what would happen to him. Soon, Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the riverbank. 
Can you imagine how scary that would be? Your, your baby brother is in a basket and Pharaoh's daughter comes by and sees the basket. When the princess saw the basket moving among the reeds, she sent one of her maids to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must have been one of the Hebrew children, she said. And verse number seven says, Then the baby sister approached the princess, princess, what should I, or should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? She asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Can you imagine God's provision as he gave her baby back to her to nurse him? And she got paid to take care of her own son and his name. We're going to find out right now. Verse 10 says, Later when the baby was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses. For she exclaimed, I lifted him out of the water. How can we make waves with our life? Well, we're going to find out from these three ladies in chapter 2 of Exodus, what are the things that we need to do to really make waves and make an impact for eternity with our life. And the first one we learned from Jacoped, who is Moses' mother, the first thing that we have to do is use what we have. We read in the story that she used reeds and she used tar and pitch. She put together this basket that would protect the baby. She used what was in her hand. She used her imagination. She used her creativity to take care of this baby boy that she knew was special and given to her by God. She was not going to let the enemy take him out. She used what was in her hand. You know, God has created us each uniquely divine with a purpose and divine with a calling on our life. Psalm 137, 139 says that he knit us together in our mother's womb. He's given us each a unique design that he has a purpose for our life. Ephesians 2.10 says that we're his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do great things that he planned for us long before we were even born. God has put us together uniquely for this season, for this reason, for this time, for this purpose in the place that you are at, the place that I am at to make a difference with my life. He's made me uniquely, designed me uniquely with certain gifts and talents, with certain people in my life, with certain opportunities in my life, with my job, with people that I live next door to, people that I pass along the streets, people that God places in my life. God has given me opportunity and he's given you the same. So we have to use the things that God has given us just as Jochebed used what was in her hands to save Moses' life. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that he has made everything beautiful in its time. He's also planted eternity in men's hearts and minds, a divinely implanted sense of purpose. God has given us all the same purpose. And our purpose is to know him and to make him known. Every single 
person on the planet has the exact same divine purpose, that sense of eternity that is in our hearts, that is a hole in our hearts without Jesus. When Jesus comes in, he fills that hole in our hearts, and we know that sense of purpose is to know him and to make him known in our life. We all have this calling, and we all have this purpose. We have the same purpose, but we have unique callings. God, our purpose is general and the calling is very special and unique. Our calling includes the use of our unique talents and abilities and spiritual gifts. Our calling as is as unique as our fingerprint. What's in your hand? How has God specifically divinely designed you to make a difference with your life? Maybe it's the children that you have in your home. You have this unlimited potential, this design to be the parent to that child, to be the father, to be the mother to that child. You know, sometimes the greatest thing we do for the kingdom kingdom might not be something that we do, but somebody we raise. Maybe it's somebody inside your home that you're raising up right now that God has put in your hands, your children, your grandchildren. Maybe it's somebody that you work next to, somebody that you go to school with. Student, maybe it's that uniform that you put on every day. Maybe it's a cheer uniform. Maybe it's a soccer uniform, a football uniform, that God has given you this talent and he's given you a platform to make a difference. What's in your hand? How can you use that to give God glory, to know him better and to make him known? in your sphere of influence. Maybe he's given you the ability to play an instrument. Maybe he's given you the ability to sing. Maybe he's made you just brilliant as a businesswoman or a businessman. Maybe he's given you the skill of leadership that's just innate within you. God can use that skill to make a difference for his kingdom. Maybe God's given you the ability to make money. I mean, you're just great at making money. And God's given you the ability and the gift to do that so that you can give to things that are eternal, that have eternal purpose to help people, to raise people up, to give people hope and to give people life. What's in your hand? Maybe it's creativity that's in your hand. God has divinely designed each one of us with a specific calling into a specific place into a specific time to make a difference for him, that divinely implanted sense of purpose and for eternity, to make him known wherever you are. You know, God uh, made me very unique in who I am, just as he made you. I was always very shy, but I love to communicate and I love to sing. And God gave me the ability to sing. And through that ability, I learned to communicate on a platform. And I was always so very shy. I never wanted to speak on a platform because I was just so embarrassed and I was afraid that I would not have the words to say. But you know what? God grew me through a season and he gave me this desire to communicate. And today I'm communicating to you because it's something that God put in my hand, something that God grew in my heart. And he's doing the same with you. What's in your hand? 
How can you make an impact and make waves with your life, with what's in your hand? My calling is not your calling. My gifts are not your gifts. My story is not your story. We're the body of Christ. He's made us each individually unique and different so that we can come together and make an impact make waves with our life for him. You know what's the number one thing that the enemy enemy will keep you from using your gifts and talents and your divine design for him? It's comparison. If we try to compare that the enemy of our souls will use it to cause us to get stuck and immobile because none of us is perfect. The Bible says not one of us is perfect. We can never do things exactly right, but God is using us just the way we are because he designed us that way. So I'm not going to be in competition. I'm going to be on mission. How about you? Let's be on mission to be all that God has called us to be. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. God has given us the grace to do the thing, to use what's in our hand to make a difference, just as he used Jochebed, Moses' mother, to use what was in her hand to save her son. And this man saved an entire nation. The second thing that we can learn from this story, we learn from Moses' sister, Miriam. And the second thing is go all in. Just go all in with your life, with your calling, with your purpose. Go all in. You know, this Miriam was a young girl, maybe a young teenager, and she's watching this basket from afar floating down the river. And here she is. She must have been close to Pharaoh's um, living quarters, close to his palace. And he, she sees Pharaoh's daughter out by the riverbed bathing. Can you imagine the fear that maybe rose up within her? This is the person that is against her. This is the person that is persecuting her. These are the people that are killing the firstborn boys, all of the boys. This is the person, the very person, her very enemy. But she went all in. She stepped aside from her fear. She stepped out in faith and she went all in because she wanted to protect her baby brother. (laughs) It just blows my mind, the faith of Moses' sister. She made waves with her life, but she made an impact with her life. We wouldn't be talking about this story right now if she had not gone all in. And God is calling us to do the same. You know, we live here in Florida and we love to be around the water, like I said. And it's so funny when we go swimming. It's interesting how people get into a pool. You know, I'm the type that likes to like tippy toe into the pool, toes first, then my feet and I sit on the side for a minute. Then I put my legs in and then I slide my body in because I just don't like to be freezing cold. My my, um, husband Rodney is the exact opposite. 
If he can dive, it's, if it's deep enough, he's going to dive in. If he can't dive, then he's going to cannonball in. He's going to go all in. You know, that's the kind of faith that God is looking for us to have. That kind of faith that just is like all abandonment, just I'm going all in. I'm stepping forward. I'm not looking back at my fears. I'm not trusting my fears. I'm trusting my faith. I'm trusting my God to move forward with my life. Second Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. The spirit of fear is not from God. He's given us a spirit of power, of love in our life. The spirit of God inside of us has nothing to do with fear. He's all about faith and he's calling us to go all in. Ephesians 5, 16 says, make the most of every chance you get. Hebrews 12, 1 tells us to run life's marathon with passion and determination. It's like an all in life. That's the kind of life that makes waves. That's the kind of life that makes an impact. The most important thing in life is knowing what's most important. What are we supposed to go all in with? And there's several things that I want to talk to you about when it comes to an all in life. Because so many times we overestimate tomorrow and we underestimate today. What can we do today to have that all in life? Some of the things that are priorities. What are some of the priorities of your life that will have this eternal impact, this all in type of life? We have to know what our priorities are. Our schedule will get filled with just all of the other things that are pressing in on us. You know, during COVID, during lockdown, we were like, had all the time in the world and we could prioritize our family and prioritize our time with God, prioritize our prayer. And now here we are back into the schedule of busyness. Let me just remind you that we got to put the big rocks in first. We've got to prioritize our life. What will we do with our life? Because what you are at first, the things that you put first will be what you are at the last. At the end of our life, what will be said of us? What will our legacy be? It'll be the things that we put first in our life. Some of those things should be prayer. We've got 21 days of prayer coming up. I'm so, so excited about it. We're writing a, a devotional uh, for this 21 days of prayer. Our staff is going to be communicating online through uh, streams that we're going to do every single day. This starts August 9th. I encourage you to be all in. Don't miss a day. 21 days of pressing in in prayer. Spend the first 15 minutes, the first 15 in prayer and in the word of God because the Bible is also so important in our lives. We get up every morning with determination and if we do that, we'll go to bed with satisfaction in our heart, knowing that we've done all that we can to press in and go all in with God. I love this quote from Billy Graham, and it just makes me just think so much about where we are as a nation, where we are as, as parents, as, as influencers in our lives. He said, those who have turned the tide of history have turned it by means of prayer. This should be the motto of every follower of Jesus Christ. Never stop praying, no matter how dark and hopeless it may seem. 
I want to be an all-in kind of person. Can you imagine that we could turn the tide of history because of our prayers? Will you make a commitment to be all in for our 21 days of prayer? I'm, I want you to be and experience all that God has for you during those 21 days. They will be life changing for you. The Bible, the word of God, it's not a book just to be read, but a voice to hear. God speaks to us through his word. I encourage you to go all in, be reading the word of God, jump into that devotional that we're going to be doing for those 21 days. And whatever we're in, whatever we soak in, we will soak up in our lives. So let's soak up the word of God because we want to be all in with him, knowing him and making him known. Another way you can be all in is through life groups. Life group season starts September 5th. You know, some of you know that you are a leader. You know that you're an influential person. You know that God has given you a platform and you're holding out. You're tiptoeing around and you're not going all in in your leadership to lead those around you into the word of God, into prayer. God has called you. He's going to hold you accountable. He's given you this time and this season to make an impact with your life. Go all in, jump in and be a leader. If you can lead in your work, if you can lead in your school, if you can lead in your family, then you can be a life group leader. I want to encourage you, go on our website. Join up for a training. You be a life group leader. Influence those around you. You could be a small group of three to four. It could be a larger group of eight to 12. Just gather your friends. Gather those that are already you're doing life with and lead them to know Jesus better. You can do this. And I know that you want to live an all-in life. Another way that we can do that is we can serve Engaged people are passionate people. Some of the most passionate people I know are the people that are engaged in serving in our church. They're one of my beautiful friends, Gabriella. She's behind the camera and she is one of the most passionate people I know. So in love with Jesus every single week. She's got her camera taking pictures and photography that we put on our website, on our social media. She's using what's in her hand and she's passionate passionately serving God because she is all in. Her husband's the same way, Gustavo. Man, he is so excited to be at church every Sunday leading our usher team. He is all in. My friend Deb, who leads the eight o'clock uh, online service and is a host for our online service, she is all in. She's so passionate, so in love with Jesus. I just want to be around these people. And the common thread of these people is that they're serving. They're on the dream team. They're all in, giving all that they've got for to make a difference with their life and to make waves with their life. And one of the last things we can do, if you haven't been down this path and you have not been baptized yet, well, guess what? Next Sunday, August 1st, we are baptizing at Rethink Life. We baptize every first Sunday of the month. And this is your, this is your opportunity to be baptized. Literally make waves with your life. Invite your family and your friends as you take this step. You've been tiptoeing around. You haven't gone all in. Well, it, I'm encouraging you 
I'm challenging you to take this next spiritual step in your life and go all in, be baptized, identify yourself with Jesus because that's what Jesus did. He had John the Baptist baptize him and we follow his example. It is showing that we're doing away with our old life, our sins have been forgiven and we come up out of that water. It's a representation of a new life, an all-in life, a life that is pure, a life that is forgiven, a life that is going to live in freedom. I encourage you, take this next step. All you have to do is go to our website, click on the baptism button, the next steps button. If you can't find that button, click on next steps, click on baptize and be baptized next Sunday or just show up at Rethink Life Church and we will baptize you. Bring your friends and family and let's make waves. Let's make an impact with our life. Let's go all in. I love what Bob Goff says. Stop talking about what you want to do someday. Get started. Don't wait for the right day or a full moon. Make up an eighth day of the week if you need to and call it start day. Come on, let's go all in. Let this be your start day with Jesus. Let's live a life that God has intended us to live and make the most of every opportunity from sunrise to sunset. Let's let it be our start day and go all in. You know, everything in life, that's worthwhile is uphill. It's not going to be easy, but we can do this thing because the Spirit of God is within us and He's giving us the power to make waves and make an impact with our life, just as Moses' sister Miriam did. And the third person I want to talk to you about is Pharaoh's daughter because she lifted him up out of the water and she named him Moses because that was the meaning of his name because she lifted him up. You know, that's what we need to do. That's the third thing, lift others up with our life. You know, she could have been doing a lot of other things. She definitely didn't need to worry about a Hebrew little boy, but she chose to lift him up out of the water. Could it be that God spoke to her? that God gave her the opportunity to make a difference with her life. Even though she was on the enemy's side, God used her to save his people. God can use you. You never know the impact of lifting somebody up. You never know how your life is going to make a difference just by encouraging and loving someone around you. You never know how you might change the trajectory of somebody's life just by lifting them up, mentoring them, giving life-giving words to them, leading them in a time of prayer, just praying over them, lifting somebody up. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. And especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You know, I wanna encourage you not to neglect meeting together, you know? The, the pandemic is really behind us and we encourage you to come in person, meet together. I, it just is so life-changing to me to be around 
my brothers and sisters in Christ, worshiping together, being led in worship, hearing the word of God spoken. There's just something about being together that encourages us, inspires us, and lifts us up and lifts our spirits up. You know, that's what God has called us to do, is to lift others up with our life. We need to be looking for opportunities to do that. But you may be saying today, Michelle, that sounds great, but I'm the one that needs to be lifted up. Well, can I tell you, I understand. I truly understand. It's been one of the hardest years of my life, but I'm thankful that God has lifted me and I'm thankful that he's done it through my brothers and sisters in Christ and those around me. And they've changed the trajectory of my heart, my mind, my perspective. And we can do the same for others. And I just want to encourage you that God is at work. Don't give up. Jesus wants us to be him for them. He wants us to be everything that he's called us, that he's purposed us to be. He wants us to live a life of lifting others up. But sometimes we just need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And I just want to remind you that you might be a point of, you know, in depression, anxiety. You might be in a point of just disappointment, a, a broken marriage during this time of this past year. Things just didn't go the way that you thought they were going to go. Maybe an addiction raised its ugly head during this time. And maybe there's just been some destructive relationships. Well, God wants to lift you up. I want to encourage you with that. I want to remind you out of Isaiah 61.3, he is giving us beauty for our ashes. It's really interesting when I did a study on this beauty for ashes, it says that there is an interesting wordplay in the Hebrew text. The word for beauty is P-H-E apostrophe E-R. And the word for ashes is E-P-H-E-R, simply moving one letter. God has the power to change and move things in our lives to make them into something beautiful just by moving one and shifting one thing. Romans 8.28 says that he's working it all together for our good. He is working in our life. John 10, 10 says the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life to the full. The enemy is intended to paralyze us, but God will use it to propel us to our purpose, to fulfill a life of an impact for him if we allow him to. If we get up and encourage ourselves in the Lord, Psalm 40, verse two through three says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me and I, as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing. He wants to give us beauty for our ashes. The Bible says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. God wants to lift you up. Be encouraged today that God is still at work. He hasn't given up on you. Don't give up on him. He is there to lift you up. And in return, we can lift others up. Jesus needs us to be him for them. 
He needs us to be the light of this dark world. He needs us to be making waves with our life so that we can make an impact for eternity. You know, Jesus was lifted up. He was lifted up on a cross. He died a sinner's death. He put all the sin of our life, all the sin of every person that will ever live upon him. And he died for our sin. He was buried and then God lifted him up out of that grave. He rose again on the third day so that we could have this life to the full, life more abundant in this time that God has given us here on earth. You know what? I just think it's the most beautiful story in Exodus 2 where we see these three women that made waves with their life. Moses' mother, she used what was in her hand. Moses' sister, she went all in. And Pharaoh's daughter, as she lifted him up out of the water, God saved Moses. He spared Moses because he had a purpose and a plan for his life, that he would make a life of impact, a life that made waves. He was able to take the Israelites out of the bondage in Egypt, over two million people, God used this man Moses to help save their lives, to give them freedom. You know, he was not perfect. He argued with God that he wasn't able to do it. He said, I can't speak. You know what? I, I fumble when I speak. But God said, I'll give you the power to do it. He says, I don't have what I need. God says, well, look, what's in your hand, Moses? It's the rod of God. It's not just the shepherd's staff. It's the rod of God. God gave Moses all that he needed to lift the people up to cross over the Red Sea. He literally stepped in went all in, gave his life, and lifted over two million people up and lifted them up from their bondage and walked them into freedom. And it wouldn't have happened had it not been for those three women in chapter two that made waves with their lives. I wanna encourage you, no matter who you are, God has a purpose, he has a calling, he has a plan for your life that we might know Him and that we might make Him known by making waves of impact with every person we come in contact with. I'd like to pray with you today and would you bow your heads with me and let's just have a moment of prayer. Father, I thank you so much for every person that is watching today, God. I know that you've called them You've given them the divine purpose, that divine sense of eternity in their life, Lord. And I know that you have a great plan for each one of them. Today, God, I pray that you would encourage them, that you would inspire them, that you would challenge them to take what's in their hand, to go all in with their life and to lift others up. Just live a life of lifting others up. And if you are watching today and you don't have this relationship with the God of the universe that Jesus paid the price for you to have, I just want to have a moment to pray a prayer with you. If you're ready to take this next step in your spiritual life to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, I just want to pray this prayer with you today. You can just pray it after me. 
Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Thank you that he was buried and he rose again so that I can have life and life to the full. I accept Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, God, for forgiving me of my sin because of what Jesus has done for me. I choose to live for you and all in life the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me right then, we would love to know if you would just take a moment to fill out that digital communication card that we talked about at the beginning of our service together. And our host is going to tell you a little bit more about how to communicate with us today. But also, we want to give you a free gift, a booklet that we've put together called Rethinking Life Every Day. We'd love to send that to you. So make sure and click the button. Just fill out that digital worship card. Visit our website. You can communicate with us that way as well. And make sure to join us next week as Pastor Rodney brings an incredible message because it's Vision Sunday. God has done some amazing things over the past year and he's taking us in to a new year. And Pastor Rodney has an amazing vision that he wants to share with us because the best is truly yet to come in your life and the best is yet to come for Rethink Life Church. We love you guys. Have an amazing week. Don't forget to go all in and make impact with your life this week. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.